the way we dress is an unspoken language that introduces us to the room before we have the opportunity to. Our presentation is essential as it communicates our character and establishes our bond. As gentlemen, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Our word is our obligation and how we tailor ourselves helps pledge our distinction from the others. That's why at Brothers and Bonds Co., we work directly with craftsmen and designers around the globe to bring you expertly curated accessories that complement any fraternal lifestyle. From the casual weekender to the formal Freemason, Brothers and Bonsco offers products that suit your weekends by the lake or your nights out at the lodge, while providing a personalized experience to each of our customers. That's what makes us uniquely Brothers and Bonsco. Find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Hello, welcome to episode 13 of The Traveling Man, a Masonic podcast here in the 24th District of Ohio. I'm your host, Worship Brother Jim Hall. On today's show, we'll feature Brother Kurt Johnson and Worship Brother Wade Bear talking about being auctioneers and masons. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. Welcome to The Traveling Man, episode 13. This is a very special episode. We are actually in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have Worshipful Brother Wade Bear back on from episode 2 and Brother Kurt Johnson here from Minnesota. So we are up here for the National Auctioneers Association Conference. And luckily, we had a few Masons in the crowd, so we decided to do a little podcast. So, Wade, thank you for being on again. You're welcome. Don't say too much. We already heard your story. <laughs> so, and Brother Kurt, thank you for being on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, well, thank you for having me. I Not appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, uh, we're in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I live in White Bear Lake, Minnesota, which is actually, if you ever come to Minnesota, there's a called the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and St. Paul. St. Paul is a state capital, and it's on the eastern side of the river of Mississippi. We're on the western side of the Mississippi, and I live just north of St. Paul, about 15 minutes. Okay. So I grew up in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, um, yeah, so the clothing company. I've heard, <laughs> of, I've heard of it. Oh, hey, tell you what, <laughs> they got really good clothes, especially for guys who are real man size. They have really good stuff. Uh, yeah, so I grew up there. My dad was a Mason. Okay. My brother was a Mason. They were both wow. Shriners. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of a natural step. I didn't really get into Masonry until later in life, and certainly not Shriners until later in life, but but uh, I got involved in that uh, several years ago. Okay. And uh, What lodge are you part of, Kurt? I am. W- I was raised in Lebanon Lodge. Okay. Which, it was actually a gymnasium. Oh, uh, all right. That's down cool. Down in Egan, Minnesota. They had expanded, and I'm, I'm not even sure they have a lodge now. And then I moved up, and now I'm up in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Okay. Cool. Cool. Have you... Wait, do you have anything to say? Nope. Wait, by nope. the way, he, <laughs> he shuts you down. I know you. Yeah. He, you know, we can talk. And <laughs> he can just hold the mic. If just go. <laughs> <laughs> no, what... Your lodge experience, obviously you have family ties, and that's a big thing. How do you get into lodge? Where did you – I didn't have family ties. My grandfather was, but he passed away before I was able to talk to him. My father wasn't. He told me I wasn't allowed to be a Mason because they don't let Italians in. I learned later, obviously, they let us in. <laughs> but that's one of the first things I'd like to know is, you know, so your father, your brother. Now, did your father portray any Masonic stuff to you, talk about it at all, or was he kind of tight-lipped? Well, actually, my family was uh, 
very involved in Job's Daughters and yes. Demolay. Oh, yes. Okay, so my great. dad was a regular uh, um, uh, mason. Um, he did not go up through the chairs. My dad was blind, so he didn't participate in any of those levels. But okay. he had us get involved, so he drug us in. My sisters were drug into oh, They went all I through see. the chairs, yes. and I was drugged through Demolay, and my brother was too. So we went through all the chairs in Demolay. So awesome. Very familiar with that growing up. Okay. Uh, my dad was a Shriner. Yes. And participated. I knew the Shriners as the circus. Um, yes, the, the cars, <laughs> the cars, absolutely. Yeah, and then um, I really didn't get involved until uh, become a Shriner until uh, I was probably in my probably was Mason late twenties. Okay, and um, really enjoyed doing that. And then it was interesting. That was where the first time I had a Muslim brother. And yeah, uh, that was very interesting in the lodge at the time. Of course, I didn't think it was abnormal. It was just it was. But now you find out, wow, that's really yeah. unusual. Um, but he joined the lodge because it was Lebanon Lodge. Oh, he makes sense. He read about it, and then he got involved. That was pretty cool. And then, actually, like a lot of people, you know, I had a family. Yeah. And moved. And, you know, I was st- just starting to get into going up the chairs, and then life changes occurred, and I moved. And so yeah. I'm not what I would call an active brother. I flip pancakes, and I okay. wash yeah. the floors and put away the tables sure. uh, a couple of times a year. Yeah, and participate that way, and then same th- same thing with the shrine. I went to the shrine actually a little bit later than that, and not real active. But like w- Brother Wade here, um, I'm an auctioneer, and I also have a daytime job and yeah. a family, and I keep telling people when I get older, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, and you know that's one of the nice things, and a lot of people on this show so far have been chair members, and maybe we've got away from that perspective of you can still be a very big contributing factor in masonry and not have to be the master of your lodge you can come in and volunteer you can come and do all these other things that we usually need people for and that's a big deal and sometimes that's the hardest deal to get people to you know so that that's a huge deal and that's awesome that you do that well i haven't haven't told the people in my lodge that you're gonna get involved i just look at them and say no I just their their nights. I'm usually when I'm working. I, I, I my auction business just for the for the listeners is I'm a benefit auctioneer. Okay. So I work Thursday. Well, I work all the time, but my auctions are often Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. And our lodge meets Thursdays and Fridays, or activities are Thursdays and Fridays. And I'm like, when are you going to come? I'm like, well, yeah, in July when my season is done, then we're dark. Right. right. You know. <laughs> yeah. What can you do? So Sunday mornings cleaning up the pancakes is something I can do. Yeah. Well, that's. That's awesome. And it's kind of fun, too. I do the uh, Shriners Hospital auction. In fact, the only regular Shriners gala for the auctions in the country that's in, is in Minnesota. Uh, most of them have anniversary ones. We've yeah. had one for four or five years in a row. And that's kind of fun because I've got guys who are from my local sh- from, from my sh- uh, sh- uh, Shrine Temple like, well, we, we, we don't really see you. I'm like, nope, you see me once a year, right? Here. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> I pull the fez out, and away we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. We're actually both Shrine members, not active. We do a lot in Blue Lodge, so that's pretty cool that you are. How many guys do you get to those benefit galas? Oh, to, to the events? Well, yeah. We, we have a philosophy that we'll do any size of event. Now, some people in my industry are saying I only work with people with four or 500 or more, but we do uh, events that raise as few as six or $7,000 or three or four. Uh, figures and we work with events that raise two or three million a night. Wow. Um, okay. Our our I say our bread and butter is, you know, three hundred fifty four hundred people. Um, okay. That's real typical. And you can raise a half million dollars with that easier or or hundred thousand dollars. So we work with Catholic schools. Or I say the private school network. We work with every disease you can think of. Sure. Um, 
puppies and kitties, and if a gun goes pop, or if it's an I'm doing one uh, pretty soon for the Folds of Honor military organization. So, all kinds. Awesome. What kind of auctions are you doing? I don't even know what you do. I actually don't do auctioneering. I do marketing and social media for Wade. You so, dog, you. Well, you, that's got, why, you got that's, a guy. That's, why, that's why I got to no, have I, the bald head, because <laughs> I work for Wade. Wait, wait, for, for, for the listeners, I have hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see soon enough. Uh, Trust me. I uh, We met in law because of Lodge. Yes. And because of what he did with the social media with just our lodge and now the Grand Lodge and everything else um, is why he has a job with me. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Because and, and I did all that before I hired him. And did you, did you <laughs> and find so, it in the business uh, to have that's improved or, t- or taken some burden off your of your work? Oh, for me, definitely it's taken a lot of burden off having a – because I was doing – in our business, there's me and my two older brothers that write auctions. Also Masons. Also Masons. And – I was doing the marketing. Not only was I writing auctions, but I was doing the marketing for all three of us. So it was... That's a lot of burden. It, it was a lot of weight. And with everything else that I do, it just was a lot of time. And I, and stuff was getting missed. Stuff was getting done as it should. So, And you met him then through the lodge and saw what he did and jumped on board. That's it was awesome. probably, what, a two-year process of oh, bringing it up talking and talking about, about it. And bringing him on board to when I actually got... Got to that step. <laughs> got to the stage where my brother's like, yeah, you, yeah, we need someone. Well, don't feel bad. So. We, my wife and I were talking about getting a uh, virtual assistant for about five or six years, and it <laughs> took COVID, um, and the and and you know the crashing of our in my, in my world of, of an event world. So COVID wiped us. Oh off yeah, the list, absolutely. Right? We had, had you know seventy percent reduction in twenty twenty, and we'll have that pretty similar in twenty one because we lost the spring season, but that took us to finally say, I need a virtual person so i brought one on and i it's probably the same thing he thinks with you is why didn't i do it sooner oh yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely think that you know um yeah i, I well i see it firsthand because i did everything he's doing why well, he does more than what i did because that's his focus oh, yeah time but, to do that and he has time yeah Isn't um, amazing? That, my biggest thing was especially in the social media end is how much like i could put our auctions on there and i could get them marketed properly but there's so much to do engagement wise to keep your engagement up because they don't want to your your people don't they don't want to just see auction advertisements so in order to keep that engagement rolling yeah and to pic- keep the, the pictures memes and, uh, likes, likes and shares oh just, it takes constant you have to be as, as uh through the nea the national auction association they've got working with coach burt i don't know if you saw that at all mm-hmm. um but he talks about being a person of interest yeah, yeah. that's what that is you have to become yeah. the person of interest that that you're presenting information that's of of value and that's interesting yeah. How, how did you how did you help your local lodge and grand lodge with social media? I'm curious. I'm sure well, you talked about this, but well, I talked about it a little bit. And when I joined lodge, and what's that? Been eight years or so now. Um, my father-in-law, who I joined local East Palestine Lodge, he said, "You know what? I've lived in East Palestine 65 years. I don't know what goes on there." And I actually, it took me more than a East Palestine Masonic Lodge search to find it on social media. It was some, something outrageously long and cumbersome. So looking over it, I got in there and I looked and there's four pictures posted. Only four. There's a picture of somebody's raising coin that has their dates as an EA fellow craft, Master Mason, which history is pretty cool. There's a picture of a gravestone that I don't know where it's from with a Masonic marker. Boy, that really imp- imp- impresses people once yeah, they join. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's exactly. a coin and your gravestone. You start year, you end year. Yeah, this, <laughs> is, this is it. 
there's the beginning, the end, you fell out the middle and it's fine. <laughs> but but then we had a picture of a dog with the master's jewel on it from a different lodge. It wasn't even our lodge. So sitting there, we had a degree the one night and I said, Hey, are we allowed to take a picture with the officers and the candidate? Like, am I allowed to do that? I don't know. And they're like, yeah, I don't see why not. We're closed. We do this after we close the meeting. So we took a picture and I just posted it. I'm like, you know what? This can't hurt. And then after a while, I decided, I decided I should have ran this past everyone, but to start an Instagram mm -hmm. and then start a Twitter, Twitter account. And we do a little bit on YouTube. That's kind of, it's hard enough nabbing people for these. Then when you yeah. get them in front of a camera, they're like, oh, what do I do with my hands? Wade and I are built for radio. Yeah, <laughs> me yeah, too. Definitely. That's why I started a podcast, not a video cast. But, um, Although, if I remember right, the YouTube, you were not in front of the camera. No, because I he couldn't. He was the interviewer behind the camera. <laughs> well, well, I, 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 I got to jump in. That is true. <laughs> You're all right. I've got to jump in here. It's fascinating to me because that's been a – a frustrating thing, I think, a lot for the, for the for the fraternal organizations is people don't know what they are. Exactly. Yeah. And we were told, I, I'm from the era, that you didn't tell anybody. Yeah. You didn't invite anybody. Absolutely. Um, you know, got to ask one to be one, you sure. know. And, sure. you know, fortunately, I, the other friend or friend says, you need to be a Shriner. You know, they're, they, you know they pushed hard. You know, yeah. You need to be a Mason. You need to, you need to do this. Right. And, and um, well, there's people out there that stepped out of that. Yeah, at that point in time, that's falling they, away they now. They ignored and whatever the Grand Lodge was saying. They went at it their own way, but there was the people that were growing their lodges. And I don't know what year. I kind of did a little bit of historical research of membership of Masonry, mostly in Ohio, uh -huh. for a presentation I'm going to be putting on shortly. But there's a big lull between, I want to say, the 70s all the way into the 90s. Yeah. One, it was anti-establishment back through the late 60s and the 70s. Sure. Um that whole movement but then just like you said don't tell anybody unless they ask you and why <laughs> why so and i know in ohio specifically in the last and i don't know how many years it's been they the, our grand lodge has kind of said okay it's okay to drop hints it's okay to say hey yeah. why don't you come down and uh, yeah you should check this out if you have a dinner before meeting come out and have a dinner with us um, uh, we did a couple, and we, we're going to start doing them again. We just got off base there a little bit in the last year or so. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Fellowship Pe nights are yeah, pizza, Pe wings, pizza and wings and masons. And what we did, we put it out on our Facebook page. <laughs> I, I saw the look. He's like, where's the pizza at? Yeah, like, we don't have wings. <laughs> I see no pizza. Um, but what we did, we just put it out. Hey, if you've ever, if you want to know anything, come on down on this night at this date and time. And mostly it was, it was other masons bringing people they thought they invited when the we key, even had them from other lodges. And the, and the key with that. Yeah, we didn't care. The key with that was some of the guys, you know, you say, hey, if you know somebody that would be a good mason, bring them down. And the one thing we harped is we don't just want guys that would be good masons that want to. We want anybody that is a good guy. Just bring them. Just bring them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If they come, my brother-in-law came, and I knew he didn't want to join, but he came and he – he ate the pizza, and, you know, we talked and BSed, and we get him in the lodge room after, afterwards, and we kind of let it, each person kind of put him on the spot, like, hey, why did you actually come? And he legitimately said, for the pizza. <laughs> and you know what? My daughter was in, a, is, was in a Bible group at University of Iowa because they went to a place with the best pizza place in town. Yeah. And, and we talked to the pastor, and he goes, we bring him with a pizza. 
Yeah. And, well, <laughs> we hook him with a, and, and not, she, so not that she wasn't religious, but it was like she was, yeah, I think a good pizza. Well, after <laughs> after our after our first night, we had eight guys petition the lodge that night. Holy buckets! Yeah, the, and and it, every time after that, obviously you're not going to get an influx every single time. Yeah, no, but it's flush is big. But it's always been a big up. Well, isn't it, Mark? You're a marketing person. How many touches does it take sometimes to really get people to oh, to bite? My a lot. <laughs> we, and, and a lot of that, too, and what we've run into at our lodge and whether this is good or not, we've had guys, which Wade and I are officers, past masters, and so you see those pictures with the line officers and the new guy, and Wade and I are always there, and a bunch of other guys that if, you, if we talk longer, you'll get to know. You always see those, and a few of the guys that I've known that – I'm like, damn it, these are spot-on Masons. Why are you not joining? And after a while of talking to them, it's like, we can't make that commitment. So after finally breaking down that wall, it's a, you don't have to be there the way we are. We took on an officer's chair and an obligation. So that's why we're there and doing that. And you don't have to do that. And that's you're it's kind, interesting, kind of – I have to jump in because that's, yeah. that's why I, I, got, I, I got away from the launch. They were you know, pushing because they were okay. Now you got to get up the chairs, and at the time I had a, I was my first wife, so I'm on my second, and she was not a supporter of that at all. So the sure. thought to go up through that line and more time out, more time out was yeah. oh, that, that's not gonna happen. Right, that's not gonna happen. You know, sure. And and now of course then then when I raised my daughter and she goes, well, Dad, what is this whole masonic? She's having uh, uh, pancakes. Says, what is this whole? What's all this stuff here, Dad? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you know. And she's now she's uh, an adult on her own. I thought she still doesn't really know what it is. Now, granted, she's not going to be a Mason, but right. That's a that I'm still the legacy of you better not, you better not show up when in fact I got involved in the shrine early on about 20 years ago. They're like, oh, great, we got somebody to go up the line. And I was like, oh no, 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 and no, no, no. That that is <laughs> that can definitely be be a problem is that new blood new blood in that sense new blood in appendant bodies and our wives i know my wife oh, i'll yeah. say and i, I don't want to speak for connie but your wife's name's connie too yeah oh yeah <laughs> but they kind of had that run in with different appendant bodies i don't need to bring anything up and it was a well your husband joined you gonna join and then he can join and we can join and we can do this and this and this and do i think my wife would have jumped into this body and become an officer or something i don't think so but if approached the correct way i think it could happen and the same way same way with my same wife. way with connie and then one of our other buddies wives and then all of a sudden now they have a vibrant thing going on so those big pushes sometimes can backfire in your face yeah, and that, you end up not being there and that's not unlike the like the uh, uh the national auctioneers and state auction association we have like appendant bodies this is called we, we call them the auxiliary here and uh and people were pu pushing my wife and and she'd always say well, people say why aren't you involved you know because one of their big things they always said was well behind every good auctioneer is a good wife and my wife's got in one lady's face at a meeting once said i don't stand behind my husband i stand beside him and and but yes. see, that mentality is still in a lot of these groups of mm -hmm. they're in support role 
And yeah. almost all the people my age, the, the professionals, their wives are like, oh, hell no. Right. Yeah. Quick note. If you haven't been to Brothers and Bonds Company, you should check it out right now. They have awesome Masonic apparel that you can wear in your day-to-day life. If you use a promo code TRAVELINGMAN in all caps, you can get 10% off that order. Check it out now. Thank you. You know, and kind of like you're bringing the two together, the auctioneering and the, and you're comparing the lodge to the associations. And we saw that at the state level too um, in Ohio. Um, there, was, there was some that wanted to hang on to the auxiliary, but all the young wives, they, they were one either – busy with the, they're not in, like my wife's not in the auction industry my wife if i absolutely needed help she would help me but she has her she has a job she does her job she comes home she re- helps raise the kids because my schedule as, as you know is crazy yes yes so it is she doesn't come to work for me she doesn't clerk she doesn't she wouldn't even know how to clerk i don't think and we've been married 15 years and i don't think she's clerked one time my we, I bet but, my wife's been with 25 years she's not clerked once yeah but she won't so, i mean she's now if i asked her to and showed her how to do it she'd do it but at the same time, she's she doesn't want to be a member of the auxiliary. Like I asked her because she go, she'll go to the state conference with us. She doesn't come to these much, mostly because I'm doing my thing for four days and she's not going to be stuck here with my two kids, especially for four <laughs> days by herself. So, <laughs> so, but but she, you know, she's like they, they were they were on her when she first started going around the Ohio Auction Association. They said, "Hey, you need to join the auxiliary." And she's like, "Nope, don't want to." And she said something to me like, "Should I?" Because I was getting involved with officer and everything. Right. And, she, and, and I'm like, you don't have to. It's up to you. I'm not going to push you to do anything. Um, you, you, know, you know what pushed my wife away? They would have crafts. They still occasionally oh, do. Mm. They're going to do beading. Mm-hmm. They're going to do yeah, they decorating. My, my, wife my wife don't want like, no part of that She's crap. like, I, this is a professional association. We're investing a lot of money. There's classes I should go to. Yeah. My wife, on the flip side, is, is very it's involved. very involved in your business. Very yeah. involved. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, well, but we need to go. Now we're going to go tour a jelly factory or something like that. And she and <laughs> The jelly of the month. <laughs> well, and, 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 and these are good people, so I don't sure, want to diss sure. them. That's yeah, not the absolutely. point. But, but it's, it's a different era. Yeah, it's, it's no different. Era. It's not exciting, not intriguing. It doesn't era, bring like, you in. To your wife's credit, she's in the profession, and so she wants to be in those classes. Where can I help? Yeah, me? learning and seeing, learning stuff. Like, especially if there's, you know, sometimes it happens. There's two classes at the same time that you want to be in. Well, oh, hey, split it up. You go that way. I go. This I way. don't even sit with her at these things very intentionally. A because it's my wife and I love her dearly, but you know, it's a lot of together time. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All my brothers out there listening. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, if if you haven't gotten the shot out there for no other reason, if you're married, get the vaccine so you can leave the house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, my buddies, don't get into that politics thing. You want to leave the house? Get the shot. Um, but we'll actually sit at different tables, even like if we're at a conference, um, like the Benefit Auction Summit, which is specialized yeah. just for benefit auctioneers, and that's in one room for a few yeah. days. We don't sit next to each other because you, you learn – from sitting next to other people right. oh, who yeah. hear different things. And here at the conference, we'll literally, okay, you're at that one, I'm going to this one. Or I'm I'm wiped out. I need I need to, because at any major conference, you need to shut down every once in a while. Yeah, and yeah. so she'll disappear. She goes, I'm, uh, I'm done. And then yeah. I'll go. Well, you know, and th- the cool thing with that, getting different perspectives, the same way we kind of do with Lodge, hitting different Lodges following different lodges my own web presence i couldn't even tell you how many lodges i follow 
Does that mean I know every one of them? No. But I see a lodge in Minnesota or Wisconsin or Florida, and they're doing some really bomb-ass stuff. I'm like, wow, what if I took a piece of that? And the same thing you guys are doing, and you're spreading out. And I know you guys were up in Cleveland, was that two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago at Forest City Lodge in Cleveland. And they came back, and they're like, man, these guys did this, this, and this introducing past masters and man it was sharp and that's how it you know i couldn't be there for that they're up there and that's how you you get those spread wings and make those connections and really start growing stuff yeah, like that, that that's that that is super that is super cool so how i gotta ask you wait in the, in the auction business um and running into masons and shriners and and all of our contingent organizations have, have has that been something so no first of all for the for the audience I, I I touched on this briefly I don't do personal property I don't do real estate I don't do commercial although last Sunday I helped a buddy for the first time in 15 years go to my <laughs> Facebook page on a farm auction and I sold box lots for two and a half hours and by the way that's two now three would go three would go three three now four would go four would go four <laughs> three you take them all and now again <laughs> I think I got up to fifty dollars one time. It was very exciting for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh my god, I'm at fifty dollars. Um, if, you, if you're an auctioneer, you understand box lots for two and a half hours. Good yeah. folks, good people, but um, but I do uh, I do benefits. So yeah. I'm in usually in a, in a tuxedo, black tie, sure, or even just you know I'm in, in, in a church basement raising money. So I don't really run into a situation where I'm selling product or someone's estate. As as a mason and for yeah. marketing, do you are people drawn to you because of that, or do they? Or is there, and it, well, we're not supposed to make money as uh, we, that was the thing we always pounded right. on, but still, I would rather do business with a brother. Yeah, there's okay. a trust factor. There's there. a trust factor, Absolutely. or at least there's a connection. Do you run into that? I, I know that. I know I've been called because of large connections for jobs. I can't say that I've gotten the jobs because of large connections. We don't. But I think there's that inherent. Um, that trust you know and, and there's there's been a few jobs that i went out on got called out on and didn't know who he was didn't know who the people were they didn't know well they knew me obviously they wouldn't have called but they didn't know who i was if that makes sense they knew the name they knew yeah. that i did auctions i want you to come and look at our auction and then i get there and then they see my ring or i see their ring or whatnot and then the conversation goes and and i've ended up with pretty much all those jobs now is it because I was in? Probably not, because most of those people they weren't active. I mean, they were in, but they weren't active like, yeah. like we are, you know, every right. other week. <laughs> but <laughs> we one one thing we don't do not to jump in, we don't. When I say we, because I do the marketing, we don't push the Masonic aspect through the business, right? And that right. that's something that I've been very leery to even post pictures. If you and I are in an event, even though you. You're my boss, and we're you know maybe doing if something. If it weren't a Masonic event, together. he doesn't always post it on the the, uh, the business page. Understood. You know? yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. that's something where do I want everybody to know? Heck yeah, I do. I love it, but we still kind of keep that little buffer because you just know, because I, I joined most the same reason you did family. My dad was in it. My brothers and and another auction that's worked with us for over 30 years he was you know he him and my one older brother well actually him and all both of my older brothers all joined at the same time and uh because for my dad's prompting and uh <laughs> and they're all 25 year members now we just yeah. gave them pins well, mo- all, well no they all get their pins now yeah uh, i should be getting month, close so to my 25 so, so they, oh yeah uh, but it's 
Yeah, have I gotten jobs because of it? Probably, but did I go in thinking that I'm a lock because of this? No. Um, yeah, so I, I actually do the. Uh, I've been lucky enough to go down to Kansas every year to do the Grand Lodge of Kansas. They have their they have an auction. Yeah. Um, and the person who brought me in was executive director, and we're talking about it. Kurt, like to do it. Da 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 da. We're going through it all, and and uh, after I got the job, I said, "Oh, by the way, I'm a Mason." He goes, "Why don't you Why don't you start off with that?" I said, "That's not what you were hiring me for." Right. Yeah. Now, of course, I get down there, and they're all love all over me, loving me, going, "Whoa, what, are you going through the chairs?" I'm like, hey, <laughs> "Yeah, here we go you again." Ever, you ever been on a You ever been on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I gotta say that because usually they're as old as my grandfather. How, have you gone through the chairs? Have you been through Grand Lodge? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I sit in chairs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sit in a chair every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I gotta tell you, sure, one side story because it's a podcast. Sure, right? sure. Um, two years ago, they brought um, George Washington's Bible wow. to that Grand Lodge, you know, yeah. and and then they had it on display. And you know, very few times that I run into artifacts. No, wait, now we run into stuff at auctions, and very few times, like, oh God, I have that, or that's cool, because you know, you see the same rock or the same antique, fill in the blank, the glassware, glassware piece, glass yes. piece oh of my gold, God. gun. Very few times do I go, oh, whoo. Yeah. But I got chills when I, I said, is that the one? Well, then they had the guard sitting next to it. Oh, yeah. You know, and then like, he goes, no, can you tease? No, you cannot touch it. <laughs> 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 but that was that was super cool. That was one of those. Yeah, I was an auction good. experience on there. I forget. Cause I just I sat there. I'm like, that's it. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. His that's, hands. That's we're his. on that. Yeah. I love that story where they say that. the. Uh, have, you, have you read that story at all about how that Bible ended up being what he's best one? No. no. Um, they they talk about how they randomly open the pages. If you go look up the story, all that you know, they didn't have a Bible. They didn't have a Bible, so they quickly ran and got one. Just happened to be at the Masonic Lodge, and that they opened it up, and it just happened to be on. I can't remember the verse, so I'm not very good. But they said it was all random. They're like, they said George Washington did nothing randomly. <laughs> oh, it was it was all set up. <laughs> and and there's a historian had this. I read an article. He goes like, because we can't prove this. Yeah. But what did George Washington, on the day he's going to get inaugurated, just forget that he need a Bible? He said, right. how much of this is just, right. you know, that right. they just didn't set up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I, I th- if one of the listeners are out there, get a hold of <laughs> Wade or Jim and tell them that story, but it's pretty good. Never heard that. How wow. much time do we have to keep going on here? I don't want to go on too long. Well, we this can actually go as long as we want. I know you have something at three, right? Uh, well, no, I, yeah, I, I have three o'clock. We got plenty of time, though. Yeah. So, yeah. so no. just for the, for the listeners, uh, here we are in Minnesota. Let's talk a little bit about this. Yeah. Um, this is the first time the conference and show has been in Minnesota in thirty-seven years. Okay. And wow. it probably won't happen again in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of politics in every association, especially the NEA. Sure. Um, we're happy to have everybody here. So my wife and I are very active on the committee in a lot of our associations. Our association is very active on the national level. Okay. Uh, we're some of the, next to Ohio, we're one of the biggest contingencies that comes every year, yeah. and yeah. we're one of the smallest population states. Uh, but tonight, I got my Vikings purple on. Uh, are you guys coming to the opening ceremony? Yeah, yeah I, I, got a, coming. I got a brown I shirt ready. We're having it on the field of the Minnesota Vikings, and we, told, we were talking about this, and like, well, should make people wear purple? I'm like, no, some people will bleed and they'll, they'll, they'll like they'll go through convulsions, especially the people from Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> bless their hearts. Uh, a lot of good friends from Wisconsin, so if you're over there, please don't get angry. Uh, but so we invite everybody, people, to wear their uh, 
where are the sports. colors? Yeah. 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 And it's kind of been fun to hear. Some people are like, oh, I wish I'd have known. Other people are like, oh, I'm bringing Madison or I'm bringing LSU or uh, yeah. Scott Schumann said on, on the Facebook, he goes, oh, man, you're going to be on the field. We're going to have a band. We're gonna, he, goes, he goes, Kurt, we should have it in the end zone because the Vikings don't get there very often. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, Scott, and hey, on Facebook, I said, Careful, I might tackle you on the two-yard line. <laughs> they, uh, other than the past few years, being a Browns fan, I feel that comment. That, that, hey, it's it's been rough. We're, I've been very we're looking happy up for the Browns. I tell yeah, you, what, we're I looking mean, up. People say in Minnesota when it's twenty-five below zero and blizzarding, or it's ninety-nine in the summertime. Is how do you live here? And I said, Hey, I'm a Vikings fan. I'm used to disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's gonna be so. That's be fun tonight. We gotta. Uh, uh, well, no one here is going to be there, but uh, we got a surprise reception for y'all when you get off the bus, and and uh, we got some yeah. things put together. We're like, you know what? We're going to pull off the stops. So yeah, well, that's and that's that's one nice thing about being a state that um, when the NA hosts this event in your state is that as the association, there's a pretty big part you can play in the opening and the yeah. welcome and nothing party. else. Do you I mean you could influence yeah. and you could be on the committee, but the NEA yeah. runs everything. There's, yeah. yeah, you know, and you can you can influence it. You can be on the committee. You can help them pick the venues. You can even I think it, in the past maybe Ohio's even helped with the cost a little bit, and that depends on the state and the association and your means. Um, well, yeah, and what how, how that was is is we had uh, you're right is that there there's a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a great president right now who actually wanted to be president when the convention came here, Judd Graff. I don't know if you know if you oh, Judd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Graff Auction Company, there's a plug. Kurt Johnson Auctioneering, by the way, is the one that really want to know about. Um, <laughs> we're not supposed to He'll be here all night. He'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> Try the meatloaf. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but he's great. A lot of people are like, oh, Judd. And, but, you know, he's a doer. And I've been on a lot yeah. of phone calls with him, and he goes, we're going to do it. And they'll say, what's the budget? We'll make it up. Or, like, there's going to be, shh, we're getting the Vikings drum line, which is a pretty awesome drum line. Wow. And, right. you know, that's, I think it's like 1800 bucks. My wife and I sponsored this, and we're going to do that. You know, and that's not something the NEA would pay for. Right. right. But right. if they say, you want to have the drum line, the professional drum line? Yes. You Heck know, yeah. Like the, like the bouncy house that's going to be there, and the Jenga thing. It's like, and the band, you know, the band was, the, the budget for the band was less than the, but the band that we wanted. We're like, Get the band. Yeah, you know, this right. is our shot. This is our exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I dropped off some beverages here, and if you we went up to my room, you'd see, uh, I think nine cases of that, three cases of wine. There's only uh, wait, 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 nine <laughs> cases. There's only four beers right there. <laughs> what room are you at? <laughs> I would tell you I was deciding whether I was going to bring any. That's those are actually for Brother Wade. I, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my, I guess it's complimentary water for my me. My wife has been. Uh, my wife has been. Um, Love, love the thing about my wife is she, she's not a shopper for herself. I mean, oh, she okay. does not. I mean, she's not a, you know, you know, she'll say, honey, I went and bought some clothes today. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but she loves giving and she loves shopping for others. So you made the beer. You didn't make the gift bag level, okay? Oh, there's, there's, okay. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's, I'm like, honey, goes, well, honey, I can't give a gift bag. But in this gift bags, you know, she's got. I oh, mean, she's got cookie cutters and, and books and magnets and uh, pancake mixes and you know, and that's for like forty people. Her, her you know, her right. CAI buddies and right, you know, right, right. But yep. not for our Minnesota. She goes, none, none of the Minnesota people are getting this. And then there's the wine <laughs> and beer, and it's been fun for her, you know. So like, this is perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. Boom. She goes, I got sixty of those things, right? You know, uh, <laughs> we were coming into the hotel and the guys help me. Says, 
we're not alcoholics, we're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But but you said alcoholics that- need a beer, we have beer. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well the, the the point being is 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 this is our shot. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Hamilton said yeah. we're not gonna give up our shot. And as we had people, you know, with the controversy with George Floyd and the horrible riots we had here last oh, yeah, summer absolutely. and the controversy, um, there's a lot of mean people saying mean things. And that's the thing about being a Mason. What I like about it is that we can we can cross those, those yeah, lines. Sure. We had a lot of people not come because of that. I actually yes. took a uh, – well, Br- Bryce. Yeah. Uh, you yep. know, yep. we took him to St. Paul across the river. And he goes, I'm really appreciative that there's not Black Lives Matters everywhere. I didn't want that shoved down my throat. And I said – that's what drove me nuts. Is that you're not going to come here right. and you're going to see it in front of every house? Well, you know, wh- whatever matters, right? Yeah. I said, but you you cross, you go and visit. It's you have to visit to see what people are really like, right? You know? And I think that's like with visiting other lodges. You know, this is a transition here. Is that you know you need to go and see what other people are doing because we're all the same. You know, it's yeah. just a little different. So yeah, I got kind of off the, off the realm there, but but uh, the, it's, we're we're excited to have everybody here. Well, and that's the thing when we were we were talking about this. Wade's like, we should do a podcast. I'm like, well, yeah. Last week I had this idea. Yeah, and not like a month you, ago. Usually, well, you contacted yeah. me yesterday, so <laughs> well, uh, usually I've been prepping here. Usually I'm the one with the ideas, so he brought this on me, and I'm like, all right, you know that'll be good. But Wade and I have done a podcast before already once, so. Yeah, and we can talk all day long, so we'll figure it out. And he's like, no. He's like, I got this Fast Talkers group. It's Masonic Auctioneers. He's like, I'm going to throw it out there, and maybe we'll get some guys. Well, I think we should do a, another hit on that because just simply Facebook, people may not have yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll throw another post out here when we're done and see who we can get. I didn't know. It was more or less put it out there because. See what would happen. going to be here. Cause not, yeah, because like we're here said, early. This, our, our registration counts way down this year for multiple reasons, but. Yeah, um, so COVID, I had because no Minnesota, idea because of you know, yeah. want to travel, right? Yeah, idiots. Yeah, didn't say that. That's okay. I'll cut it out. <laughs> Don't worry about. Hey, this is my host. You, usually, when I say I'll cut it out, that means I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is not my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. At least we're not live. But yeah, that's right. You know, you know, yeah. we always just trash the whole thing. Yeah, but we want to make I this valuable to everybody. So, so what are the things do you want to talk about right now? Well, I think the big thing that you hit on here with the conference show is the doers, and I that's a big thing in our lodge. And what I try to watch for across the state, you just see, we had we actually just moved into our new lodge building. We we had to move out. Our lease was up at the old one. We had to move into a neighboring lodge for a couple months and we were talking about we'd like to do something for a big to do for our first lodge opening and we're like okay let's check out this date and we had a ton of stuff to do we had to build all the stuff for the chairs the carpet the walls and we just did it there was no Oh, uh, maybe we'll push it back. Well, the like, first, no, we're gonna, we're gonna. When they first started, because we took possession March fifteenth, March fifteenth or sixteenth, yeah, of this spring, and Jim goes, hey, we kind of talked with uh, Chris Tagger, who's our worshipful master this year, and we're we're gonna have our big first big meetings in July. July, July yes. stated we're gonna because we don't go dark. We're a logic that does not go dark. Some do, some don't. Know how we don't. And we're gonna just knock out of the park in July. So man, that'll be wonderful. I said, but me and you, we're gonna be in Minneapolis. Because it's a second Wednesday, which is tomorrow night. We're here on a Tuesday, but so anyway, so and he's like, 
Well, then we're going to do it in June. <laughs> yeah, I we're said, not you missing know, this I said, one. Uh, we got quite a bit of work. We could do it in August. <laughs> so, and he's like, "Nope, it's going to be done in June." The, the, do, the doers started doing. <laughs> yeah, and, and luckily we had a, a guy, brother Brian Waggle, who offered to build almost everything in there, wow. on, only for the cost of the wood. And he and he sort of he and he which is a lot of money now. Well, and he's sort of the same shoes you are. Is he didn't go through the chairs and he doesn't have time. And he's like, this is what I want to contribute. My time, yeah, my contribution. And so we said, hey, what's the deal with June? Do you think we could get this done by the time we need to have it done? To have the carpet done, to have the wall fixed, the water heaters we needed moved. There's all kinds of stuff. And he's like, moved in. Yeah, and moved in, and painted, and a lot of nights I spent there <laughs> as a doer. But <laughs> but that's one of those things. It was our shot. And as soon as he said June 9th, my first reaction, and somehow they all said yes, we had our current grandmaster and the past two grandmasters of the state attend this. And the next day I went and I told Wade and some of the other guys, like, hey, they're coming. So it has to be the ninth. We can't mess up now. And, you know, luckily our lodge has a bunch of them. And that was kind of that thing. Like, this is our shot. Like, That's awesome. We got to do it. This is the one time we'll be able to open this lodge for the first time. That's cool. And we got to make it right. That, that, that is super cool. I yeah. mean, I've never been part of a, of a new lodge like that. But as we're sitting here, and, it, and not just because I'm ADD and the squirrel is my spirit animal, <laughs> um, I thought of somebody you should really try and get on a podcast this week okay carol miller from wisconsin i know carol okay she did the auction for a uh, for a huge um scottish right oh yeah and she sold if you go to her facebook page back in that time all the costumes their library i own many of the books from the library like they had amazing i mean some of the stuff was just I mean, it was in an old building she's she did Everything. the auction i mean wow. we're talking stuff that went back to i mean they the they as i understand it, you have to ask carol they kept a lot but it was she the probably right. sold the the spares, the spares. they, if they oh, moved yeah. they only I, took I, what I, they needed I, yeah, yeah. I, they, some of this li- i would have loved to have seen this library in itself because they had a lot of the books from the turn of the century, a lot oh, of yeah. books from the twenties, and they were real odd books. I'm a, I'm, I hunt, I, I, I collect uh, African hunting books, okay, um, and, and odd hunting books, uh, India, Australia, weird Minnesota, weird, weird anyways. Um, but I I bought us a, a collection of hunting books from 1893 from that were that, that was a print date. What they were doing in that collection, I know, I don't know. There's there was stuff on dragons in here. There was stuff on, I mean, their poetry. You know, Probably yeah. just things that were donated to. Just donated, collected. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 she had pictures of her in some of the costumes that they were, you know, because she was just having fun with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you can get her, well, she'd be really busy. But if you can find her to get her to interview, it'd be something I think your readers would probably. Carol's a hoot too. Yeah. Uh, um, I think it'd be really worthwhile. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. So now and there, I put that on. I put the. I, now, put it out. Now the pressure's on. Yeah, pressure's on me. Even if you get here, you can do a podcast over. Oh yeah, we can do a virtual. Yeah, absolutely, virtual. absolutely. That looking into those books and things like that, um, 
a few weeks ago I actually was at Grand Lodge in Springfield, Ohio, and I was out there with um, Doug Kaler, who runs the museum. He's a past grandmaster, and he was doing some training for new things I do out there. And we went to the Masonic Library, and it's it literally looks like a library, but it's just like a few rooms, and the door's locked. I don't really know who else goes in there, but the same thing. He opened up a book, and it's like, and he's a past librarian, so this is kind of his big deal. It was like early 1800s, 1700s, and he's telling me about how the paper is made from papyrus and not from, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. it, it lasts longer. It doesn't disintegrate because it's acidic and all this stuff, and it's just like, you know, the amount of knowledge that are in those books, and if you could somehow grab that, oh yeah, grab that knowledge and get disperse just a little of that out. Well, and, and, and actually, okay. that's, to, to a certain degree, some of that, some of that, what I call it, it's a dispersal. You yeah. Know? And and she said there was stuff that was just had to, I know that just was not worthy of selling. You know, it was stuff, but but that that is a dispersal. In fact, you know, those books, um, some are, I, I I bought some and gave some to other people. Yeah, and then actually, I, I recently donated one because I, I it was just there. Um, but now those, that series of books I bought, are sitting in a prominent spot on my in my collection shelf. You know, yeah, kind of cool. They came from this you know Scottish Rite collection that some Mason probably donated, and you know, then after the turn of the century, so the yeah, the and it, the lineage lives on. It, it lives on. It absolutely lives on. I had the uh, privilege of selling the so in Youngstown, Ohio, was the Wick Lodge building. And at one point in time, I think it held five different lodges, blue lodges, and Eastern Stars, Scot Scottish Rite bodies, York Rite bodies. It was seven stories with a basement. And now, I didn't get, there was not a lot of stuff stuff from the, it was more furniture. Yeah. But the, that building was built, I think, between 1910 and 1912, and it was furnished immediately thereafter with Mission Oak. So it was Mission Oak top to bottom big grandfather's club but it was it was good uh, but another thing and this is kind of lodge kind of not it's a different kind of lodge not masonic lodge but we sold a, um, an odd fellows building in east liverpool a while back it is probably oh i don't know it might have been 15 years ago now and they just said it was a, we we're selling it for the owner of the building the owner of the building rented to the odd fellows lodge when they went defunct in in east liverpool they just kind of left all their stuff and he's wow. like you know what i'm not gonna do anything with the building sell the building and everything in it he said so we went in and sold it, and we just said, hey, old Oddfellas building. And most of it was just tables and chairs and stuff and no big deal. And we had one big closet. And this was before I was – I didn't join the Masonic Lodge until 2012, and this was well before that. So um, it was cold winter day. And we, got, we opened this one closet, and all it was was robes and regalia and, and all prop stuff, right? Because of yeah, and whatever. Sure. So it's all prop type. And – I'm like I'm looking at I'm, I have no clue I don't even I don't have anything clue masonry yet but let alone Oddfellows and and my brothers they looked at it and they're like we're just gonna sell it all sold the whole thing fifty bucks we're like wow gave fifty bucks for this thing wow that guy I forget how much exactly he made off that <laughs> fifty dollars <laughs> but I know we all got gift certificates to go out to eat after that because uh, and I did especially because I went down with him a second because it took him two trips. And a pretty good size SUV to get it all out. 
Wow. And, uh, but he, I mean, he, of course, put it on eBay, and they knew what they were doing. And this knew was what before. it was. This is before social media marketing and all this stuff where you could really get this out well, there. Well, now you just pull that out and say, take a picture, put it up, and see what happens, right? Right, yeah. And, I mean, and, yeah. I mean, in today's world, if I was to do that, now I do know a little more now than I did then, but that would have been laid out on the floor, tags and pictures, and probably online auction versus a live auction. And, um, but, but, yeah, then we marketed it. It's one of those things where, I, to, to me, it just looked like a bunch of junk props that nobody'd want. Why would anybody want these? Yeah. And then, and same thing with my brothers, but then that guy, he just... He looked at him like you gave fifty bucks for all this junk, and he goes, <laughs> oh, he goes, oh, you know, you got to spend money to make money, and he made so, money the whole time. Yeah. He's just he smiling. made money in the first thing he sold. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, he, he's like, he's like, he yeah. got cramps. But I don't in think his actually to be truthful, I don't th- know that he knew one hundred percent of the time. He was just willing to take the gamble on it. Um, and well, he had bought some other. Which stuff brings up a knew. really good question for uh, Regalia. Let's you know, there's, there's we're ta- here we've talked about three three lodges of some f- four closing form yeah there's yeah. a lot of this stuff yeah floating around sure you know? Uh, I know what is the when the wick temp yeah when the you, 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 you speak for a living yeah <laughs> when the wick temple closed the wick lodge did not close wick lodge the building. is still going just they sold the building because the building was it was costing sixty thousand dollars or yeah, something so crazy they, they, they it took was their stuff and yeah they they yeah. moved to a different building but um and really um, at that time, they were down to one Blue Lodge, the Eastern Stars, York, right, Scottish, right? Um, they all moved to different locations, but they took all of that regalia with them. A- and some of it, actually, some of it got donated. They let, you know, called around other local lodges, hey, do you need something? If you're, right. You know, what, we got it here if you need it because we can't take it with us. And, but all of it got disposed, all of the regalia-type stuff got disposed of as far as either they took it or it got donated to a lodge somewhere else be used but uh, but you're right there's a, there's it's out there but there's not a lot of collectors of it out there really no no and i think some masons end up collecting regalia out of respect respect or what they feel is necessity yeah because then they know it's not in the wrong hands type yep. of thing I, I know i bought things at auction um not not anything secretive but that you know i now back when we were selling a lot of live auctions yeah <laughs> which now we're lo- largely online but um, I'd be selling and I'd see something I'd be or I'd be standing there while my brothers are selling and I'd look at who's bidding on I'm like I don't know if he is or isn't and I'd <laughs> I, I it's just that thing, I, bought you know. a, I bought a set of papers this goes back 30 years now back when I was doing estate sales um, some guy we were looking at some old papers and really went paying some, some of his grandfather's papers and he goes I don't know something about some masons in here but it was a series of letters where um, <coughs> I got it at home somewhere in my safe where it was an exchange between local leaders. This is back in the 20s where they, they were going to blackball a guy because he was a businessman wasn't paying his bills. And it was oh. an exchange of letters of whether or not this person should be allowed into the Sonic Temple or to, be, uh, to become a mason. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm like, I don't know what to do with these, but... But they shouldn't get out. They either should be destroyed or Stay they in should be Stay in the safe. <laughs> I, I want to kind of... Uh, Shift gears again because that scroll just went by. Yeah, right? sure. Um, I don't, wait, do you know that I have another job? No, I did not know that. Okay. We have not talked in a few years. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you know he's once he became champion of the state of Ohio. Oh well, yeah, you see the ring. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that, that that ring has got its own uh, uh, zip code. You know, he's, right. he, he's somebody. <laughs> uh, but actually, before that, I, I actually am coming close to retirement. I've been with the state of Minnesota for thirty-one years at the Department of Commerce. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so okay. I'm, I'm an investigator. So I have a. Which, by the way, a lot of auctioneers, some who are full-time, but even full-time auctioneers, they're also real estate agents or they're appraisers or they're, yeah. you know, 
or, yeah. their, or their teachers or their you know uh, very common to have but I but I've been in with the state of Minnesota for 31 years and um, that's a whole nother discussion but you know let's, if, unless you want a debt collector and want to talk about regulation um, <laughs> talk about debt and check cashing facilities and but um, our department ha- is also the holder of unclaimed property oh okay and I've been fortunate now I obviously I can't do the auctions for the unclaimed property but we get um, safety deposit boxes right and so they have to be sold. And, but there's also something that I had a lot of fun with with our Grand Lodge here about six months, and I've also done it with the Shriners. The Grand Lodge was better than the sh- local Shriners were. Um, but in, in many states have an unclaimed property list. And I don't know what Ohio's laws are, but in Minnesota, uh, for, the, for our listeners, unclaimed property is, li- the simple one is you think of is a refund check from your insurance company or, or, or a, a check that you don't cash for your insurance company. By most state laws, and Minnesota's laws, that if after two years, State Farm sends you a, a refund check for $2,300 because there was a reason to, if yeah. you don't cash that check, they by law have to turn it over to the state of Minnesota. By law. Um, and that happens over all kinds of things. Insurance, uh, cities, paychecks, unclaimed property from safety deposit boxes. Technically, auctioneers are supposed to do it, but very few of them actually uh, follow that law. I've told people saying, hey, that's, you can't hold on to that money because obviously it takes away the disincentive uh, for, hey, I sent, quote, unquote, heirs, I sent them the check and they didn't cash it. <laughs> when I do auditing uh, yeah. my day job, we'll often say, show us your unclaimed property list. And companies will look at us like, what do you mean? Well, I found one company in northern Minnesota who had $60,000 on their books from over the last 20 years where people didn't cash their checks. I'm like, um, you can't keep that because yeah. then it goes to the state, and then the state tries to give it away. It's a long story to get to that the state of Minnesota gets about $20 million in cash. Or, uh, about, well, that's not true. It's about $200 million in cash a year, um, and we give away most of that. But we have... No, excuse me, correct. It's $20 million a year. We give away about $18 million. It doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. We have about $200 million on our books in the state of Minnesota that has never been claimed. Now, Minnesota has a good law that once we get it, if you can prove it, you can get it, right, forever, right? Um, and people will say, oh, I looked, I looked. I'm not on that list. I'm not on that list. One day I was bored. And so if you go to the Minnesota State website, you can type in a business name, or you can type in a city, or you can type in Masonic. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many lodges had money sitting with the state of Minnesota? <laughs> I'm guessing. A lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, on our website, we can't look at how much it is. Because right. you don't want people just now. I would go to my buddy who are. You know, it's, it's not illegal. It's, it's public information, but we just don't want it so public that yeah. people just look for the people who have ten thousand dollar checks. Because there's people who do that. That's a hole in the sidebar. But I talked to a buddy of mine who who's in that division. Look, he's up for me. We found thousands of dollars for Masonic lodges. Wow. So I called up the Grand Lodge, and first of all, you got to get somebody who's going to listen to you. I'm like, I'm not yeah. a creep. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different issue. Um, and I explained who I was, and I said, you can call me. here's my, here's my, I'm, 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 I'm a Mason, but I'm also an investigator with the state of Minnesota. Can you go online with me right now? Yeah, yeah, are you at your computer? Yeah, type this in. Type yeah. this website in. Are you there? Okay, now type in Masonic. And I'm going to swear, but not the bad one. And he goes, shit! <laughs> he goes, but that lodge is closed, and that lodge is closed, and that lodge is closed. 
but since the Grand Lodge, when somebody closes, all that becomes theirs. Yeah, he, he goes, I am on this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's something everybody should do, like for the state of Ohio, right, should look right. up. And, and by the way, yeah. not just Masonic, because not Masonic is not always in the name of the lodge. Right, right. Yeah. It could be Lebanon Lodge, which yeah. has nothing to do with Masons. Sure. Looked up the Shriners. Looked up Scottish Rite. I know. They all lodge, had money. Our lodge, if you look at our banking, um, because I'm the treasurer <laughs> and I knew this, uh, it, the Mason, Masonic, none of that's in there anywhere. It's either EP Lodge or East Palestine Lodge. And I have some friends. Our like, well, numbers we, on all of them. Well, we don't. We, our yeah. bank account did, did, didn't go through, but we've had it where, where insurance companies sent it to the wrong address. Um, uh, in, in my nonprofit world, um, one of the great joys I've had over the last two years, I've given over. Given, I like to think of it as given over two hundred thousand dollars away. I walk into a meeting. I said, "Before we start the meeting, how would you like eight hundred seventeen dollars?" And like, what are you talking about? And I said, "Well, you've got two un- uh, you have two uncashed checks, and the, and as well as funny, the executive director there, you can just see their mind starts to spin. No, 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 no. And I said, "Well, actually, in 2010 it was a $600 check, and in 2012 it was $217. And y- and of course I print it out because my buddy's like, here, take it. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, those are like active vendors of theirs or whatever that had sent them checks or." A donor sent him a check and it didn't get cash. It was from a foundation. One guy was like, "I found one check for fifty grand that for some reason, wow, it didn't get compute." And they're like, "It's real." Wow, wait, wait, we got to find one of those checks. <laughs> well, but you know what? You take a grand, you take a lodge. Oh, you know, sure. If, if you guys sure. found pennies from heaven for eight hundred and seventeen dollars, could you use the money in your lodge? Yes, absolutely. And right. so I think as a, and as, as an auctioneer, I think it's almost your obligation when you go meet with somebody in businesses. You should look that up first. How, a buddy of mine does uh, commercial auctions, and he goes, like, Kurt, that was the best things you've ever done because he goes, he look, I look up the implement dealer before I go in to talk with them. He goes, one out of ten times, one out of five times, I find that business has property with the state of Minnesota. And my lead-in is, hey, before we even start, I just want to make sure I want to give you this, that you guys have money sitting with the state of Minnesota. Here's the claim information. Yeah there is going to make pay for your trip to Minneapolis. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> but, I tell but you, I always learn more outside of the classrooms than in the classroom. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you did say that. That was true. And by the way, you know what? I've, I've, uh, I've gone to um, I've gone to my city, White Bear Lake. I said, first of all, the city of White Bear Lake and the White Bear Lake Fire Department's in there. And I said, by the way, why isn't the, the Chamber of Commerce going through this and looking at and, and all I mean, the place I have breakfast called Cobblestone Cafe in downtown Wiper Lake, Minnesota. Great Greasy Spoon. The best eggs benedict you'll ever find. Um, <laughs> I, I get nothing out of this, but I, I, love, I love the owner, Ruel. Um, second generation owner. And she's like, what? Deluxe chicks. Older $240. And she's like, that's a lot of pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Profit. Yeah. Right? right. Right. So. Um, there's a lot sitting out there that as we as Masons can take a look at our communities and say, hey, why not give it back? You should guys sit, sit down and mind that. And by the way, if you want to p- pay me a small percentage. Oh, yeah, <laughs> off the top. The yeah. listeners <laughs> could see the week going on. <laughs> but, I, but I don't want to take up much more of your time here. What else do we want to make sure we get covered here? No, 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 actually, actually, this has been perfect. I want to thank everybody for listening. Worship Brother Bear, thank you for being on and You're for welcome. the idea. I appreciate it. And. Brother Johnson, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I love the insight. I love that you're showing us how to make money. I'm excited about that. And it's been my honor. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I'm you sure will be we'll be on that website tonight, guaranteed. 
Oh, yeah. We're going to take a picture right after this. We've actually been taking pictures all day long. I just didn't tell you. So, <laughs> but thank you for being on, everybody. Listeners, thank you. And we'll see you again.